The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro. And today we're going to talk to one of my favorite SEOs who every time we talk, he's got a different job. Joining us today is Kevin Indig, who is the vice president of SEO and content at G2. G2 is the world's leading B2B software and services review platform. And until recently, selecting businesses software was difficult and inherently risky. But using G2's real verified user reviews, they help you objectively assess what is best for your business. Now, prior to taking his role at G2, Kevin was the head of technical SEO at Atlassian. He was the director of SEO at Daily Motion, And once upon a time, he was an SEO at the world's greatest SEO SaaS platform, our friends at Searchmetrics. Okay, so far this week, Kevin and I have talked about his new role running SEO and content at G2 and some of the valuable ways that you can use reviews and review sites to benefit your business. Yesterday, we talked about something that Kevin's been speaking about publicly, which is reverse engineering user intent using the SERP. And the takeaway is you can't just think about what your keyword set is and what your on-page content is. You need to think about how that content is going to show up in Google because they are interpreting what the user's intent is. And today, we're going to double-click into that topic and talk about what Kevin describes as fragmented user intent. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay. Here's the last part of my conversation with Kevin Indig, VP of SEO and content at G2. Kevin, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you. It's good to be on as always. 
I said I would ask you again. Hey, are you still at G2? It's been two days. <laughs> it's been two days. I'm still at G2. Hopefully one day SVP. You're the, the man of many great jobs. I hope you stay at G2 for a long time. They'd, they'd be lucky <laughs> to have you. Thanks. I hope so too. Good. Yesterday, we talked about reverse engineering user intent and using the SERP to really understand what Google thinks the consumer's intent is and building content around that. And that's great if user intent is always very clear. But sometimes user intent isn't always a static thing. Talk to me about your concept of fragmented user intent. Yeah, you got it. So in yesterday's example, we talked about some very clear searches that indicate a very clear user intent, like say Miley Cyrus site cut photo or image or something like that. It's very clear to Google and for everybody else what people want in this case. However, when you just Google the word site cut, it is a very ambiguous query, meaning there are lots of possibilities of what people actually want in terms of what their search intent is or user intent is. The thing that we've been observing for a couple of years now is that Google shows different SERP features to make sure that it covers whatever need or whatever intent people have. And we call this fragmented intent. It's when Google shows different SERP features like, say, a local pack, a featured snippet, some shopping ads, and maybe an image carousel. It's very hard to then understand like what Google actually wants. And they do that to make sure you know that, first of all, they serve a lot of the different search intents. But second of all, they also iterate over time. Meaning the more people click on a local pack, for example, the more they will prefer to show that local pack and adjust their SERP features. It's very interesting because Gary Yish from Google actually mentioned something like that last year in San Francisco at the Bay Area Search Meetup where he mentioned that actually they look at tab clicks a lot to understand what they should show in universal search, meaning what sort of features they should show from Google Images or News. But he kind of, and like take this as my interpretation of this, he kind of gave away that Google looks at clicks on some of these sort of features or tabs to indicate and understand what people actually want. So that's fragmented user intent. So that's great, but you know, Google can create the never-ending SERP. How do we use that in SEO? That's a good question. And by the way, I'm, I'm currently like writing along a blog article about this and how to do this. It's not out yet, so you heard it here first. But the way that you can go about this is you can take a rank tracker like search metrics, for example, and you can export all the SERP features for a query. And then you can cluster these SERP features according to different user intents. That's where you need a bit of a subjective measure, but I think it works out pretty well, at least in the couple of examples that I've ran through. And the way that it works is you would then, for example, say, okay, what does a user who sees a featured snippet want? It's very probably to learn or understand something, right? It's often more a bit of a shallow understanding, right? They might want to have a list or a quick description of something. What about review snippets, right? That's when probably a user wants to evaluate a product. And what about like an image carousel that probably also falls more into learning something or seeing something or getting a tutorial, right? So we are able to classify different SERP features into different categories or different user intents. And then we can measure that for a query. So you could say, for example, hey, this keyword like side cut shows four different SERP features, and three of those SERP features fall into the learn user intent. So there is a 75% chance that this fragmented user intent is actually geared towards a learned user intent. That is the whole kind of idea. And I tested that with a model. 
a couple of times already and ran it through and it comes out pretty well. There is a small fraction of keywords or queries that have such a fragmented user intent that it's not clear what Google wants in this case. But what it was also able to observe is that that usually changes over time and trends towards a specific user intent. My takeaway here is that there's a notion of keyword maturity for Google. And that there are some times when Google has search results and they just don't really know what the user intent is. So they're going to put everything on the page. And they're going to look at the user behavior and understand what is clicked on. And that's going to help them modify the page over time. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help. And you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So when you are dealing with a situation where you want to rank for a term that has a very fragmented experience on Google, how do you think about optimizing for that? Do you put your maps and your images and your various schemas and paragraphs and everything that you could possibly put into a blog post, just hoping something will show up? Are you trying to tackle everything? Or are you just focusing on what's right for your user experience? Yeah, when you have a super fragmented user intent, which again comes up sometimes when, the, as I mentioned, the keyword is not mature yet. Or better said, Google's understanding of the search intent for a query is not mature yet. And in this case, you would, as you mentioned, adapt your content to what makes the most sense for your site. So if you're a blog, it would lean a bit more on the editorial side. If you're a marketplace, a bit more on the lists and so on. And then you would want to pay very close attention to how that user intent changes over time. So when you would create such a spreadsheet with an overview of the fragmented user intent for all of your most important queries, what you want to do is you want to update that on an ongoing basis. I currently do this on a monthly basis. I think you could go down to weekly with certain rank trackers or certain tools, but at least on a monthly basis to understand how user intent changes over time. And if I was able to observe that in some cases, it changes quite a lot. Like you can even across keyword sets or for a single keyword, you can see how Google plays with these SERP features based on its progressing understanding of the implicit meaning or better said of the searcher intent. And that's actually very exciting because if you realize that, say, if a set of a thousand keywords 
And you realize that all of a sudden, 30% of those keywords are not a good fit for a user intent you can satisfy anymore, then that's probably a market that's breaking away for your business. So my takeaway here is that you really have to stay true to your business, right? When you're working in a fragmented experience, you really have to understand what is going to be true to the end experience. It's going to end up driving the most conversions, right? And just use the content that you already have to try to optimize, to reach as many people that are relevant to your audience. You can create more content. That's another learning that or a lesson that I found from working on this model or developing this model. It does make a lot of sense to see our images showing up or videos all of a sudden. And should that be a decision driver for me to invest more into videos? Uh, tutorials are a perfect segue into that, where it might make sense to have written content. But I also see Google showing more and more videos. We can dive into the reasons for that for a lot more queries because a video is a much better format to learn something than a written text. I would say 99% of the cases, there might be exceptions, right? But that's one of the points I want to make is think critically about the format that your content comes in and adapt if necessary or if there is a benefit to it, right? Like sometimes you might rank pretty well with your written content, but then all of a sudden Google shows a carousel of videos and that should make you think about like, should I maybe create a video out of my written content? Should I repurpose a lot of my content into different formats? And I see the same thing with podcasts right now. There are more and more podcasts showing up for all sorts of queries. And as Google is already pretty good in even understanding the different parts of a video and which part is the best answer to your question, I expect them to do the same thing with podcast content as well. So that means that we'll have a lot more rich media content ranking for different keywords. And we as webmasters have to think about how to create content for that. And this fragmented user intent model is a great way to make that visible to whoever gives you resources, to executives, to customers, or even to drive your own strategic decision. Makes me think that we should keyword stuff this podcast and talk about things that we think are relevant to Google. (laughs) Google is number one. YouTube is great. What other products do they have? I love my Pixel. I have an iPhone. Anyway. <laughs> love the approach here. Yeah. Surge is brilliant and good looking. <laughs> A true SEO at heart. Yeah. So as you think about other than podcast keyword stuffing, when you're looking at fragmented user intent, this is not just something that is important because it's what Google shows on the page. It means that the consumers at large don't have a clear understanding of what they're looking for in a search term. What's the order of operations? What are the things that you should do to make sure that when you're running into a situation with fragmented user intent, that you're still using your time valuable and and putting your best foot forward, not only to the search engine, but to your consumers as well? Sure. So first of all, you want to monitor how certain features change over time for the keywords that are relevant to you. That's the first step. And it's so important because it gives you an idea of whether you're on the right track or not. And if your traffic might diminish over time. Because one thing that we haven't mentioned in depth yet is that some of these SERP features will take away some of your traffic, right? Like when a featured snippet is present, I saw then our own data, and you rank the featured snippet, that's great. But if you don't, then you'll see way less traffic. So different SERP features have different implications on the overall traffic that most organic results get. So first step, monitor that closely. And again, like you can use a tool like search metrics or whatever rank tracker you prefer because most of them by now show the different SERP features. Number two is you want to regularly export your keywords with SERP features and then classify the SERP features into the user intent that you think fits best. Or you can use my model. I'm publishing this blog article pretty soon with how I use it and how I understood it. 
And then the third case is you want to make sure that you repeat that every month at least so that you understand how the search intent for the same keywords changes over time. And then as a fourth step, I would say you want to monitor your traffic closely and see if you get more or less traffic depending on whether Google shows more or fewer SERP features for your keywords. I think that the concept of search maturity and keeping an eye on what the keywords that you're trying to rank for and what the SERP features are is something that really tells you not only what Google thinks the intent, but really what your consumers are looking for so you can bring the right search experience to them and deliver as much value as possible. Yeah. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks again to Kevin Indig for joining us today. If you'd like to get in touch with Kevin, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Kevin underscore Indig, K-E-V-I-N underscore I-N-D-I-G. Or you could visit his personal website, which is kevin-indig.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.